What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That's Texas State Sports Press, Andrew Zimmel. This is a show where we talk about all things Texas State. I'm going to do what we do in uh, TV, do kind of an umbrella tease, you know. But mm. first, <laughs> we have a, a lot of things to talk about on the pod. Um, you know, women's basketball, men's basketball, both making a run. Surprisingly, actually, because if you listened last week, we were pretty down on the men's team. Um Baseball, of course, doing well. Softball doing well. Um, and we got some football news and some headlines to get through. Yeah. Uh, Zimmel likes natural girls. So that's what this is today. <laughs> got my natural. Oh, yeah. On. I love it. I love it. I told him he looks like he could be uh, uh, the boyfriend on like one of those Disney Channel shows. That's like a one off. He's got really good hair today. Some of us uh, not so lucky. Yeah, you know, hey, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of hot and cold on this. It's mostly because this show kind of like cuts into our lives a little bit. You know, this is the first week, actually, that we don't have two shows this week. So we're kind of like bouncing back to normal. Yeah. First week in a while, we don't have two first shows. First week in a while. Yeah. It's crazy. Where we so are recording today, of course, Thursdays. And it's, it's wild because it feels like the week goes really fast when you have like a show to do on a Thursday. You're like, oh, no, like we got so much stuff to talk about. How do we fit it all in? So it's funny. I, you know, whatever. It's good. We're all good. Well, it gives you like a, you know, we record on one specific day. So it gives us like a week to come up with the next one. So it's like, boop. And then that's like our, whoop, you know? Sure. I just I'm made sound effects and I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with it. Things are cool. going good. Sweet. Yeah. Run it. Squaring around episode 14. Tired of winning the tailgate? But losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Thirty balls, Zimmel. Oh. I didn't think the men's team was going to win. If you if you got into my head, if you told me to pick the team to win tonight, I didn't think they were going to win. And then they really? shut us the fuck up. Man. Oh, you maybe. I still have a lot of things to say. 65-36, a win against UN, uh, UDO. Uh, Old Dominion, man. 19-12 and 12 I mean, on the ODU. 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 Look, it's been a long day. Uh, crazy that it was the amount uh win that it was that that i think is a more surprising thing texas state winning the game i don't think that that's like the biggest surprise texas state winning by that much is the big surprise especially you know we go through the, the tournament history going back the last seven years this is not a team texas texas state men's basketball that does well under pressure mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think that that would be a pretty good scouting report for him. that's a fair assessment under pressure this is not a team that i would trust so I understand where you're coming from with like the shock that they would win. Another, I wouldn't say a shock, but the thing that surprised me, I think Mason Harrell before the game, what would you have set his point over under total at? 15 and a half? Uh, yeah, 14 and a half? maybe. 14, 14 and a half? Because well, he missed you know, all those games. It was like eight games or something. To finish with 20 points on pretty good shooting numbers, 50% from the floor, 50% from behind the arc. You know, that to me really is the story of the game is his ability to contribute big minutes and contribute, you know, a lot of points. Something I didn't think was going to happen tonight. 
Yeah, and another thing, I mean, you can talk about the defense. You can talk about the preparation by the team to you know get ready to face the six seed. Uh, but really, the story of the day is just a goose egg by ODU uh, laying up brick after brick after brick. It was like a, it, it got ugly very fast. I was live tweeting the game, kind of ran out of things to say, to be honest. Brick factory. That's what we call a game like this. Twenty three percent from the floor, uh, two of fourteen from behind the arc. Jacob, you know, Texas State defense not. I wouldn't call them the uh, iron curtain by any means when it comes to playing tight defense to hold a team to 36 to oh, let me rephrase this to hold a college team, a college men's team to 36 points. That's got to be the lowest scoring output of the season for uh, old dominion. Oh yeah, for sure. And it complete upset. You know, what's the tweet hashtag. Don't call it an upset. Uh, you know, I, I see these uh, other accounts that do like storm chasers. They, they look for like, college basketball upsets and you're right to say that this would be an upset from a seeding point of view and i think they'd be an upset from like the way these two teams have competed in the regular season but jacob this is why we throw out the regular season this is why i think that the regular season banners don't really matter all that much because in the tournament everybody's back to essentially zero and zero it's who has the best shooting who can play two halves of a basketball game consistently texas state Hot run? What do you think? I think Does so. This I, the way I, you it, look at them? It's possible too because uh, you know people are talking about oh my gosh this team has to win like four straight you know to win that's a tough thing to do but they've had two days of rest or they will have had two days of rest they get uh, they got a day before that first Tuesday game kind of reset you know and then they got a day before this one Whoop. and then they're gonna get another one uh, before Saturday all tomorrow. I've walked so, through against Marshall, probably the most explosive team in the Sun Belt. If not, I mean, you can talk one and two, basically, Southern Miss and Marshall. I think that's very fair. I think they're the most explosive team coming out of the East for sure. Uh, I went back and listened to a little bit of the Terrence Johnson audio. You talked to him face to face. I did not. I was not there for that interview. You did an excellent job, bang up job. Did you feel like they were confident coming to this game? Because listening to him, it didn't feel like they were like super confident. I thought he was confident. Uh, I th- I think he knows that he's a two-time coach, uh, Sunbelt coach of the year, you know. Um, tonight that they faced a, an ODU team that had never been to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, never played in the Pensacola ah, Come on, Jacob. I know, but come it's on, just kind of like, you know, and not saying that Texas State has had a great tournament history thus far by any means, as you were saying. Um, but I think it did give him a little bit of confidence to know that, um, you know, this team does have experience. It has seniors that are leading it. Uh, Mason had a great night, too. And then uh, we saw another flashes of greatness from Jordan Mason, who had a few ice cold moments where he just took over the game. You know, they took Mason out after he took a shot down low and uh, looked good. Honestly, a great team win um, two nights ago. Right. Uh, when they played Georgia State, uh, Morgan, uh, Tyrell Morgan and uh, not uh, Caesar, you know, got into some foul trouble early. I thought that was going to be a big factor, too. And it's a big mental game. That's what he was talking about. And that's why I wanted basically that entire portion of our square talks with uh, coach Johnson to be about, you know, this tournament. Cause this is what matters. It is what matters, man. And you know, we, we joke, we we kind of kid around about the regular season, about the regular season titles, the banners count the same, but man, it is refreshing to see this type of win. Now, you know, let, let me ask you, cause I have some things that I have loaded up 
things that did not go Texas State's way. What was something that you watched this game? I know it's hard nitpicking a little bit, 65-36 win, to be like, what could they have done better? But what do you think? What, what Coming into Saturday's game, playing in Marshall, what, what are you looking at as like something they got to step up in? They got to rebound better. That was one thing that the broadcasters were pointing out, too, is just like um, their inability to rebound thus far has kind of contributed to a lot of, you know, the close losses that they've had inside. You know, if you're trying to play a small ball like that. You got to get the ball. <laughs> That's part of the whole thing. Uh, and you got to spread it, too. Um, and guys have to get hot at the right time, obviously, like they did tonight. But um, I think what they've done best to this point in the season is just controlling tempo, making teams play in uncomfortable situations. And they're going to have to do a lot of that on Saturday. 43 rebounds. They had tonight 11 assists. So I agree with you. They need to do a better job rebounding the ball. Uh, Old Dominion, 32 rebounds, seven assists. Neither team did a very good job moving the ball around. The thing that caught my attention, 80% from the foul line. So, okay, that's pretty good. You would take those numbers. Here's the issue. You're not taking 30 free throws. You're not taking 25 free throws. taking 10. That is something that I need them to do better in, drawing fouls. It's hard. It's a physical game. Pensacola, the referees have done a pretty good job of, like, tucking the whistle. If you watch any of the other Sunbelt games, you got to get to the foul line a little bit more. Because, again, a 30-point win is a 30-point win is a 30-point win. You can't you can't be mad at that. You want to beat Marshall, you got to get some guys in foul trouble. you got to take some free throws. you got to make your free throws. They did. The, they made their free throws tonight. I'd like to see them get to the charity stripe a little bit more. I wish we had this officiating crew in the some of those football games because we do not get any of those nice whistles or like, ah, you know. Eh. No, I 1,000% I agree with you. It's weird. I'm not going to complain about the officiating in a win. Officials were great. Yeah, I officials guarantee were great. you that their, their, their kids are great. Their wives are great. They were great. Everything was great. Our boy uh, Clint Shields also confirmed to me that both bands for all the teams pretty much have been coming out to the game. So the Bobcat bands there. There. It, it adds to the environment because when you would go to NOLA, it's dead. It's you and B Snow getting drunk in the audience. And that's hey, it. Man, we had a great time. I, I don't like bands indoors. It just, you know, too loud for me. It's sensory overdose, you know. Um, but, you know, I'll say this. In an environment like that, if we go to the NCAA tournament, bring the band. Have, have at it. Yeah. I'm for students traveling, missing classes. <laughs> I'm no, I'm for that too. Do not get it twisted. I'm cool with that. The band, I'm not a big band guy. Never have been. Not a big band guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Congrats to the team. Looking forward to Saturday. Prediction. Yeah. Prediction, Prediction for, for Saturday. Saturday? Uh, I think we get a win. Okay. Doctor World. We put the league on notice tonight. You, you're telling me the assistants for Marshall aren't there right now, jotting down some notes, saying, "Hey, okay. these guys off the bench." Are pretty good. They've played all year, so they should be good. Mm, not a lot of points off the bench. Not a lot of points off the bench. Well, it's because they were starting. How <laughs> do you count that for the bench? 18, 18 points off the bench for the, the Bobcats for night, tonight. You? What you got? I hope we play this well against Marshall. Believe it yeah, that. It'll be a tough. It'll be a tough game. This is the toughest tough game. game that they've drawn so far. You know, uh, Georgia State was the best favorable matchup they could have gotten in this whole tournament to start. Um, moving on to today, it's kind of eh, 50-50. You know, we'll see what happens. What's the over-under for points for Harrell? After a 20-point performance tonight, Marshall plays a lot better defense. It's probably got to set. Huh? 15, unless he draws a bunch of fouls. 
So you're going 15 and a half, or 14 and a half, you're taking the over. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I, I just haven't seen a lot of people, even for as big as this team was tonight, couldn't really contain Mason. That's true. That's true. You know, of all of the seniors that have come through Texas State, like in their final tournament run, so far he's had the best one the last couple of years. Just putting that out there. And you know, Saturday, you never know. it will be the best. You never know. Maybe, Nigel's kind of got cut off a little bit because of COVID. Things could have been different. Final run. That was a team that was, you know, geared to the nines. Mason has looked really good. He's looked really good. So let's see if we can continue that. On the flip side of things, um, the women's basketball team plays their first game. They got a double round bye. Uh, they're playing App State tomorrow. And someone we're super excited for Coach Z, uh, for what this means for the program, for what this means uh, for her as a coach. Um, I think they've drawn with App State this year, right? They got a loss early, then they take it home. And they won in San Marcos. It's really hard to beat a good team twice. I think App State's a really good team. I think Texas State has the – Texas State on paper is the better team. Texas State on paper has more all-conference players. Texas State on paper has, I think, a better coach. It is the game of how do you translate from paper onto the hardwood. And if, you know, we, we talked to Coach Z earlier this week, they've got plenty of players who this is their last run. They were getting thrown Kia Soul money at, uh, at them. Kia Soul money got to show up, baby. That's I think that's what the, the motto needs to be coming into this game against App State. If the Kia Soul players play well, then we're set. You can get a nice Kia Soul for forty grand too. I just want to say, you can even finance too. You know, like put put a good ten, twenty grand down. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that was crazy. Uh, that, We're gonna get that Sim Marcus and Toyota sponsorship one of these days, bud. One of these days, yeah, just Fish like DJ Kinney with the uh, San Marcos Dodge. Fishing for it, baby. We're gonna get one of these car companies. You don't get it unless you ask. So talk yeah. nice. That's all I gotta say. We mm-hmm. love the Kia Soul. We love the. Uh, the Dodge, we're good. I also lied on air. Uh, they won against App State. I was doing prep work. And I thought Louisiana was going to win, honestly, in that game. But they didn't. So, hey, good for us. Okay, good stuff. What are you expecting out there? We had we talked to her about some X-Factor players, you know, some some girls that they've had off the bench. But uh, Kennedy Taylor's had an amazing year. I was going to say, for the year. women, yeah. I expect Kennedy Taylor to have the go best off. game. Uh, to go off, though, that's a question. Like, no. what's going off? You can't really go off, off in a tournament, right? Because if you're up, like tonight, right? I didn't even think Mason was going to hit 20, to be honest, because I thought they were just going to kind of run out the clock, play nice and safe. Definitely yeah. didn't expect him to take a shot like that down low. He got beat down. And I was like, why are we playing like this? We're up by 30, man. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of would have liked to see him maybe... Play a little bit more see. conservatively. For Kennedy Taylor, back on track. For Kennedy Taylor, I anticipate her to be the best player on the court hopefully against app state um and i very much think that texas state's gonna win i feel much more confident about texas state tomorrow than i do for the men's team on saturday yeah set your watch that'll happen they're gonna beat app state you're that confident that they they walk all over app i think so okay so what's your final score prediction Mm. consider considering that the men's team tonight 65 points, 36 held their opponent to. This women's game, nine times out of 10, are low, more low scoring than the men's games. Mm-hmm. So do you, what do you think the final is going to be here? 45 to 24? Like, what, what do you mean by when you say that you're you're very much in favor of Texas State winning? Yeah, 47, 23, something like that. 
No way. No. A- absolutely no way. I'm going Texas State. Texas State 75. App State 64. You don't think anyone's going to lay an 64. egg tomorrow? But, huh? You don't think anyone's going to lay an egg tomorrow? No, I think it's going to be a competitive game. Competitive game in Pensacola. It's a night game, too. It's the late one. 7.30 tomorrow is the mm. kickoff. So if, you get a full night of rest, get a walkthrough in in the morning. God forbid something happens here. Do we blame the Pensacola beaches? <laughs> well, Coach uh, Z actually told us that they were going to have limited beach time. They're still going to get to go to the beach, but hey, that's not what we're here for. Hey, that's all I'm, all I'm saying is if bad things happen, I already have my uh, my excuse gun built in. Well, that's what ODU people are t- probably talking about today, right? No, ODU people are talking about how I had a sunburn. Mason... I saw him right now. <laughs> ODU people are wondering how they let Mason Harrell play 17 years of college basketball. That's the he's probably not seeing the beach as the men's team because <laughs> they're just <laughs> going to sleep and going to the court. <laughs> probably. I probably the men's team will not get to see the beach till after the tournament, you know? Yeah. But it's nice the the, we were talking to Coach Z too about just kind of the amount of rest that they've needed to for some of those seniors who've, you know. Played long stretches. Old bones. Old, old bones, bones is, what exactly. is what she said. They're 24. They're 24 years old, Jacob. They're your age. So, like, they better not be old bones. Well, I'm on my uh, Dominic Yancey stuff. I tried to do a track workout that I used to do in high school. It's uh, 10 100-meter sprints, so a mile of sprinting. Um, that hurts. I am hurting today. <laughs> so old what? bones for sure. Let me ask you, friend of the podcast, Colton, who is a track superstar? Could he beat you in the 100 right now? Okay. I don't think so. To, for the podcast listeners, he shook his head no, vehemently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot people just listened to this. <laughs> to be honest, because I edit so hard on video. If you're not watching, hey, please do. <laughs> yeah. Could any could any Texas State media people beat you in the 100? In the 100? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Like media people, though. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Who do, who even covers this team that can outrun me? I don't I don't, don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Definitely not in my race. If we ran a 400, I'm No, laughing. I didn't say I'm 400. I said 100. In 100, I said 100. In a 100, I'll be fine, too. Okay. Not afraid. Unless Jaden Edison comes out of retirement comes nah, to this I, team. You're good. <laughs> He's a quick dude. Zimmel, we do have some... Football headlines to get into. Uh, you know, the team's kind of been quiet for a while. Kind of no take back Texas highlights really to get into. They're just in spring ball, really. And that's kind of what they've been posting. If you follow the strength and conditioning guy, it's probably one of the best follows you can do because you can just watch these guys work out or sing karaoke. Oh, That doesn't I, I understand that there's like content, the content machine needs to continue to roll. Texas State social media, shout out to you know yeah, the shout guy out Kirby and stuff who putting shout out stuff and they kind of lent the football uh marketing guys to baseball for the spring, I feel. Well, and you know what's tough is that you know, you know how media works. They're not gonna get those guys back, or those guys are not gonna get to take the spring off anymore. They are gonna have to go from football to baseball now every single year. So hopefully they enjoy it because this is what their job is gonna be now. Yeah. Um, 
I understand, like, you know, content machine continues to roll. I personally not a big fan of watching guys work out. Uh, I go to the gym with the blinders on. I like, I just do my stuff, get in, get out. Uh, but yeah, you know, good content, I guess. Solid content. I'd say C plus, C plus content. C plus content. And it's, it's cool because he's like, a, obviously, he's like a workout guy. So he's just like posting all these kind of things that, you know, the flying one or 110s or 150s or you know it's different like speed progression work basically because as gj kinney likes to say speed kills uh he wants a lot of speed on his team to do you know whatever he's trying to do i'll uh, tell you right now something that he's not going to be able to do though is have a running backs coach that went to auburn uh cammy martin is pre- reported by pro football focus uh it says that ucf has hired texas state's running back coach cam martin so now why do you think that is i think a lot of these guys had really good resumes they could be kind of anywhere else you know yeah i think that that's it's a fair point um ucf was talking about we want bama that was like three years ago it hasn't really been the same since then but yeah you know i i think the resume is really good we'll see what happens um I'm curious to see why somebody wouldn't want that. I think it's money. I always think back. It's probably money. That yeah, like for the, sure. The no, I think guy at UCF is getting paid more than Texas State. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So, well, you know, and now UCF is joining the Big 12. So there's like a chance there that you get a little bit more exposure. Potentially, say UCF has like the fourth or fifth best because they're not going to have the best. Let's say they have the fourth or best running game in the Big 12. All of a sudden you go from running backs coach to maybe offensive coordinator later at a mid-major conference now all of a sudden now all of a sudden you might be have a head coach opportunity in the next seven ten years so that i think is kind of where we we're headed with uh with, with that now running back coach options jacob you're you're a big guy keeping up with uh what the coaching chances should be here let's hear them because i'm excited we talked about this off air i don't know it, it's hard to kind of gauge this because immediately a bunch of names get thrown out you know you kind of like look at and I guess you're looking really for coaches who kind of have that like flexibility, I guess, to either transition to another role or, you know, they they don't really want to be where they're at or, you know, they're just looking for a different role to be, you know, the guy, you know, because a lot of guys start off as like an offensive line for or like coach, you know, mm-hmm. let me tell you, not a lot of those guys played offensive line, you know, they just know how to coach it because that's probably one of the easier things to coach. Not saying that those big boys uh, don't have a lot of skill, but a lot of divas, a lot of divas on the offensive line. Nobody talks about the the pancake Pizzo. guys. A lot of divas, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's a couple names that you would think about, maybe like Coach Regalado. I tweeted about it actually. We we actually talked about this way before, actually, too. Just saying that we need to get Coach Regalado back to Texas State because he's a Texas State grad, class of 14. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if we slipped him in there. And then he can kind of do some recruiting. So just his recruiting, honestly, alone is kind of sick because he helped Rice land JT Daniels. I think that t- Texas State in the spot they are currently probably aren't going to look at him yeah. because of what you just mentioned, because he is like recruiter guy first. And, you know, recruiting guy is great. You love recruiting guy. Recruiting guy is the fun guy you go out in the bars with. You know what I mean? That's the guy. But he's not a glue guy. He's not the guy that gets to Uber. He's not the guy that picks up the drinks. He's You know, recruiting guy is a fun hang. But you can't really count on him to like kind of set out the rest of the night for you, right? I think GJ's looking for a specialist, right? Is that what you're getting? I think I think he is looking for somebody that is going to be the guy in the in the group that like helps them take that next step. Uh, hopefully, you know, we get Regalado at some point. 
Um, but I think Kenny really wants to do this on his own this first year, especially now say in four or five years, if we have still have him, maybe, you know, I could see a situation like that coming up. Oh, we, you know, we bring in this guy back. Bring a lot. will have more experience under his belt. Hopefully maybe goes with, you know, does a little bit more at rice. Rice has a really good season maybe. Um, and he'll get an opportunity, but I do not anticipate that being the first option. Not that all being said, he should be. I think that it would be great to bring him back too, because we are due for some karaoke on this podcast. We're due for some singing. You know, I'm a big singer. You sing a lot in the car. A lot of Miranda Lambert. I'm I'm here. A lot for of it. Miranda Lambert. A La- lot of Miranda Lambert. So I'm here for it. Yeah, no, it would be cool. Um, I just don't know if it's the first option. It, it's also hard to gauge those things with a new coach. I, I was uh, talking to you, talking to some of our friends that cover the team, watch the team. It's kind of an awkward timing, I guess, for a coaching change like this. It could happen, right? Because uh, we're kind of past the point where all the new coaches have gotten hired. Uh, past national signing day, you know, you're signing uh, Juco players and other stuff right now. We're giving out scholarships like Texas state did this week, but uh, you're usually not making adjustments on the coaching scheme this late in the game, uh, right ahead of back. spring ball. I'm going to put it back. I think this is an okay time to do some coaches changes. I yeah. think this is a good time because the guys who would be coming in right now are the guys that are discontent at their other job. You know, like, I think this is a really good spot. The worst spot to do it is right before the season. The worst spot to do it is in the season. So before we even get spring ball going, I think this isn't, it's not the most ideal time, but it's not the worst time. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess you also get a chance to, you know, maybe Cam Martin was looking at other jobs the whole time and that's why he left, you know, maybe not just the pay, maybe not just the position, but, you know, maybe he was a hashtag take back Texas. It's easier to get a job when you got a job, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, probably plays a part, but I'm always going to go back to money when it comes to Texas game. I'm always going to go back to money. Um, And you're a bag watcher. You're you're the number one bag watcher on the podcast. So you probably will have uh, what he was making per week in here in a a couple weeks when you you get all the contract stipulations. I wonder what their coaching pool is. Uh, So, yeah, I have to ask a few questions. We'll see if I get those answers or they're going to send me to KenPaxton.com. Pocket Watch is the bet with the best of them, man. I'm never going to bring I'm never going to have anything nice because Jacob's going to be like, well, you know, he's paying the taxes on on that. You you believe that as a right going on. You know how much money he had on the game last week? Uh, yeah. No, it's you know how much he won on that up uh, that parlay? He took uh Mason Hero with the rebounds. Three and a half took the over. Wow, that's some that's something. Another football headline to get to is they finally released the schedule for Texas State. The Sun Belt actually released all the stuff first, and then Texas State waited day, day and a half. Other teams started posting their stuff. And that's when Texas State football dial up our buddy, friend of the podcast, Alex. Um, so that was cool. Um, we have also like kind of our immediate reactions. You picked him to go six and six. I have him at seven and five. I will say I picked it right along you two at six and six. And then to spice things up, I was like, yeah, whatever. Give me one more win. I, you know, I didn't want to put it out there with both of us at six and six, but I wanted to also kind of do that as like we get closer to the season because I have a sneaking suspicion that at some point because this is just how fans are you get Mm -hmm. most excited by august if we're set at six and six right now i think somebody said eight and four one of the players you know shout out to them 
I could see a world where all of a sudden Texas State fans are talking themselves into an undefeated season. Well, you know, if ball bounces right here and I've oh, got two home games there, like you can see something happening. Uh, six and six is, I think, very like warm right now. I think that six and six season would be great. Seven and five would be even better. Eight and four, though. Jesus. Well, Tyler bad. Huff actually replied to us and he said, I, uh, fair predictions. I think we go eight and four and win a bowl game. That's the key part to me, Zimmel. So a nine win season with a bowl game. That's crazy. With a bowl game win. And if that's a New Year's Six bowl game, <laughs> it's not a New Year's Six bowl. Could you imagine? That would be crazy. What if it's um, a down year for everybody, you know? A down year for everybody. Clemson starts the season. Everybody. Just... Yeah, exactly. No, I. That would be great. I would take a bowl win. Let's live just, in this you know. dumb world with me where Texas State goes into a New Year's Six. It kind of sounds like when the 16-year-old is, like, talking about his first car and he's like, I'd love a Lamborghini. It's like, well, how about a Kia Soul? Like, that's how about a bowl win? <laughs> Let's like, just focus on that first. Yeah. Speaking of Kia Souls, <laughs> Coach Z says, players <laughs> somewhere in Texas, north, south, east, west of San Marcos, are handing out 40 grand <laughs> to players to go play. That was okay. crazy. That was crazy. That, that was, uh, was that the biggest takeaway for you with the Coach Z interview? It's definitely your last question because we were kind of on a time crunch. I was talking, you know, the coach has got to be somewhere, Pensacola specifically. But uh, so we were kind of trying to get her out on time. You know, that's my job as a producer. So I asked a question. I was like, okay, last question, last question. And then Zimmel was like, ooh, Hail Mary. And he threw one down the field. And I'm so glad he does, uh, he does that because that's why we have this dynamic is me, you know, doing what I do and Zimmel doing his thing. <laughs> But uh, he asked that question. She gave an amazing response. And we went on for another like 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, $40,000 is a lot of money. $40,000 is a lot of money. I told her too. I was like, that's way more than I made last last year. It's a lot of, well, you consider like who, you know, women's basketball? $40,000 for somebody in the alumni association really wants to bring a banner home. Now, hopefully we could do that. I will I will be the first person here to let you know, Texas State fans, that when we get a recruiting violation, it will a thousand percent be me giving way too much money to an athlete to try to come bring them to Texas State to win some games for us. So you can look forward to that in the next 20 years. Us being like death penalty levels of like restrictions because I'm paying athletes. But yeah, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Odell Beckham Jr. high fiving guys with wads of cash in their hands, and that was before the NIL stuff. Too. That was before the NIL. Yeah, no, that thousand percent. Get ready for that, fans. Get ready for that. Get ready yeah. to have like you just need to support the podcast. <laughs> just get us support the podcast up. today. Donate to the Zimmel NIL fund. It's called Under the Table LLC. Under the Table LLC. Uh, speaking of kind of financial stuff, you know, also in the football world, uh, Kelly Danfis tweeted an update about the end zone conflicts. It's kind of uh, hard to, I guess, like see all the progress that they've been doing on the background of all that stuff, but they had the goal. They have a separate website on the athletics page talking about all this and like fundraising goals and stuff like that. Um, This is from February 23rd. So that's uh, last week. Um, He said, after another great meeting of the Texas state university system board of trustees in Austin today, among many decisions, the board approved the design development documents for Texas State football's $37 million Bobcat Stadium expansion. So they just approved like all the money for that, basically. And he said he's excited to get the work underway. Completion, goal, fall 2024. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, cool. I was in the end zone complex like six years ago. And it was, uh, it was a, at that point, it was fine. Um, but yeah, $37 million. 
good 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 amount of money to be funneling into that. Well, I think it is kind of like long overdue to be honest too. Think so? Yeah, sure. It, well, you remember going to cover you know, we had some guys go uh pro I remember I was there for Keenan Brown was trying to make a jump for it. And so to have kind of a pro day in the current setup, definitely not ideal. You can get it done. The weight room's really small. Weight room's tiny. The weight room in that end zone complex is really small comparatively Currently, to like yeah. Yeah, comparatively to others. Now, the new one that they built in the end zone or the uh, athletic building, that one's pretty nice. But the one that's like in near the stadium, that one, uh, that one is what you show recruits, I guess. Like, oh, look how nice this is. But, you know, I was listening to a guy talk about it the other day, the group or the Power Five programs, essentially, like Ohio State was the one he was talking about, have like an entire basement facility when it comes to like what they actually do in the weight room. So you have like the nice one, the the Gold's Gym type look like, oh, look at all of our new equipment. And then underneath in the dungeon is when it's like, this is where we go to work, boys. This is where we really put in the extra time. Like Texas State kind of needs that, you know, they need you to have also like has that frat houses, different purposes, different purposes. But yes, I was saying too uh, that people want like a bubble, kind of how Austin uh, has theirs. And you know, you you drive you drive down thirty five and see this thing from the highway, but it's just a bubble over a football field for inclement weather days, rain days, different stuff. And not just the football team to use this, but for all the teams because baseball team uses the football field currently for warm ups or whatever they want to do. Important one, Hmm. hot when it's a billion degrees outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, inclement weather when it rains. It doesn't rain in Texas, bro. Inclement weather includes hot weather. I just want to say. When it's a billion degrees and the guys need to get some time in, that's what that's for, brother. That's what it's for, yeah. not for the rain. Oh, when it snows in Austin, we got to go. No, when it's 100,000 degrees and everybody's got to work, that's where we go. That's the most likely situation. Yes. What you don't want, though, as we are kind of hinted to last week, is kind of like a, a fall 2014, 2015 uh, <laughs> apocalypse kind of rainfall that San Marcos gets like once a semester, basically. The tsunami. The monsoon season. Uh, Yeah. San Marcos High School has an indoor facility. And for years, that's where Texas State has been practicing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the college coaches at this point are getting a little sick of that. I think they're getting a little tired of having to go to the high school to practice. When pretty much every other Power 5, not Power 5, every other Division 1 school doesn't have to worry about that. In fact, I would say that most colleges don't. at any level have to go to the high school to practice, especially at this level of division one football. Um, one so, coach yeah, went so far as to go to a journalist and air all these grievances out in public. So who would ever do something like that? I have no idea, yeah. but I can guarantee you he wasn't coaching here for five years. Yeah. And he also didn't win anything. Nope. Maybe it's because he didn't have an indoor facility. Probably, I, I, but like I'm saying, it is, they, those changes are super necessary. I think so. Shout out to the Board of Regents, basically, for approving that, and for Kelly for sharing it. Shout out to the rich guys. Shout out to the rich guys. Hey, it's not us, so it could be not though. Yet. Donate now to the NIL. Donate now. <laughs> cool. Well, women's team playing Saturday in Pensacola, seven thirty. Uh, we also have an interview with Coach Z talking about the season, talking about some of these games. You know, some of that prep work involved. Go ahead and listen to it now. Streaming now. Streaming live everywhere. Yeah. I, I said at the beginning of this podcast, too, that we didn't have two this week. We had one on Monday. I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> to me, it's already I, next week. You you said that, and I was like, well, what about all that? But I'm glad. Glad we got it done. Yeah. 
Swearing Around, episode 14 in the books. Thanks, Jimmy. See ya. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.